0: Hey everybody, Christine here. I wanted to quickly mention that we have a couple new tour dates up. Uh, we have Kansas City, St. Louis, San Diego, and Asbury Park. So if you could go to our website and that's why we drink.com, click tour at the top and check out our links, that would be great.
1: And that is where you will find all the links to our upcoming shows. Thanks, guys. <music> All right, I know you guys just heard me talking, but this is Christine again. Uh, If all has gone as planned, I am currently, as you hear this, eating a gigantic breakfast burrito and will hopefully never have to wear a giant poofy wedding dress ever again. Because my wedding
0: was yesterday and we had a lot going on in the week leading up to it, uh, we decided to release a live episode today. It's
1: our most recent show in Hollywood, and it was... Maybe my favorite show so far. So uh, the audio is pretty good. I know some people don't like to hear the live
0: shows, and I do get that. But give it a try for us. We th- we really liked our topics um, and had so much fun uh, researching for and performing this show.
1: So give it a chance. I don't think you'll regret it. If you do, then we're sorry. All right. Love you guys. Stay tuned. We'll release another new episode next week. And we can't wait to share how this wedding weekend went. Bye.
0: On him. I had a I had a
2: panic attack about two seconds ago, and then someone opened the door and I freaked out like
0: there. That's a tiny little It was like a Scooby Doo moment where you like jumped into my arms.
2: <laughs> well, I I was trying to act really tough. I was like, Christine, this is gonna be fine. This is gonna be fine. This is gonna be fine. And then someone opened the door. And I was like, Whoa!
0: <laughs>
2: and I ran right. And then into you called it a
0: Zach Baggins move. Which yes, I would agree with that. And also, I get on my own. Shake. We have three milkshakes. Oh! <laughs> Thank you, Hollywood <laughs> Oh, This is great. I really know how to throw down. You didn't get any wine, though, so sorry. Um, Why do you sorry. drink? Let's start there. What? That's putting me really on the spot. I don't know. Why do you drink?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I drink because tomorrow is my last day at my day job. That's why I drink, too. So, as of... 6 p.m. tomorrow, we will be professional full-time. podcasters.
0: That's the most like millennial bullshit I ever heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a full-time podcaster. I actually still lie to people when I go home and they're like, what do you do? I'm like, I work in TV. It's no big thing. I don't want to explain well, it. I went home for I went home
2: for a wedding and I was like, oh, I, I have a podcast. And they're like, oh, what else do you do? And I was like,
0: uh, <laughs> that's it <laughs> I'm always like it's fine I drink wine and stuff and they're like that doesn't make it sound better but okay um,
2: <laughs> how, who has listened to this week's podcast the one that came like out today? today's <laughs> episode oh.
0: so you heard that we're officially haunted by an oh, actual yeah. demon M fucked up big time you guys and brought an actual I fucking made a demon stake. into my home
2: um, so if you haven't listened spoiler alert we have a demon in Christine's it's house now it's not
0: good where, oh, Blaze, by the way, he's here somewhere and I oh. haven't told him about it, so sorry. <laughs> There's a demon in our house. <laughs> I literally watched a, a a painting lift off of the yeah, wall and then it's get not thrown at just, my chair. So, so. And like, this is episode 86, we don't make this shit up, because like, <laughs> if we did, then we'd have a lot more interesting stuff to tell you, but...
2: <laughs> and uh, we were using the EMF detector while I was telling my story, and I, this, I mean, you guys can think I'm, you know... You cannot believe me or not. Whatever. But as I was reading a particular part that was very scary, I was like, I feel like someone's standing behind me, like, leaning over me right now. And then I looked to my right, and Eva's frantically Eva's going waving like, and pointing at the EMF detector, and it's all the way to red.
0: It's, like, freaking out. And then... She's like, I didn't want to bother you. And I was like, uh... Classic Eva being so. And during kind. all the editing, all the auto audio went wild.
2: Yeah, we wild had so many tech problems. Something's going on. So anyway, sorry, Blaze. Um
3: sorry about it.
2: <laughs> so I wanted to let everyone know, everyone that has listened, if you're looking for an update, we already have one almost 24 hours Yeah, even 24 hours later. That's right. Um Harold the Doll tweeted us. Yes. Which is a topic that haunts me. We're us. gonna ignore that he called me a lady. He can call me whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> He doesn't need to throw any yes, more paintings at me. perfect. And handsome he and. He can call me a bunny rabbit. I don't care. <laughs> um, so apparently Harold the doll is going is in LA. I know. And I I I sense. I know. I sense the passive tone of he wants us to meet up with him. And it's like that
0: friend where you're like,
1: "Oh, good. Glad you're in town." <laughs> Oh, I been I have
0: dinner plans on that. That sounds so fun, but I'm so busy. <laughs> well, um, but like do what, we lie to Harold? I don't know. We're trying to also, figure it
2: out. What Eva told us is apparently I said in in the episode that Sorry, spoiler alert. But the the doll has been has been cleansed from the demon. Right. Well, as of 6 days ago, apparently that's not true. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, try tried cleansing, it's not working."
0: And we were like, "Uh-oh." So To be determined what happens (laughs) next. TBD, there's a haunted doll in my house now. So, So, wanted to give everyone the immediate update. So, you're welcome. (laughs)
2: You're welcome. You're welcome for for going home with
0: that story.
2: Um, Okay, who wants to hear a ghost story?
0: I do.
1: an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure you know it'll work in your garden. Um, they have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub
0: for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac and so I thought, you know what, perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's gonna smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. I'm ready. So,
2: oh, did the lighting just get interesting? No, but No? Can okay, that was my medication. Um,
3: <laughs>
2: so, this is a story that I I did in if you guys are I don't know if you guys saw it, but on YouTube last year for our friendiversary, I took Christine oh, yeah. to a lot of haunted places no, around fun. LA. And uh so and I had was
1: there too. Geo
0: was there. And I technically Oh, you oh, got a drink, drink. Sorry. sorry. I
2: I was you like, like why that. would I bring that up? No, I don't I'm, even know which milkshake I want. I'm just, I got so many This options. one's mine. So, um, I have technically covered this on YouTube for about 30 seconds, but I want you to I want you to guess oh, what story no. I'm covering. So here's a little
0: visual. Okay. What the fuck is this? Oh, I see black dahlia. I see Oh! Oh, oh, the Cecil Hotel. Did I get it? Yeah! Yeah! Hey, I need a high five. Thank you. <laughs> I was and I was like, yeah, we're going to play a thing where you guess what it is. And I'm like, you know I won't guess it, right? Like, you just have I to I really prepared. hoped this time you would. So I finally lived up to my, your expectations of me.
2: So let's get going. Let's do it. Look at how ominous and foreboding it is.
0: I think it looks real pretty.
2: So it is, uh, I'm just going to tell everyone, if anyone lives here, it's at 640 South Main Street in L.A. And it was uh, built in June 1924. So it's a Gemini. Hells yeah, it is. And it was originally a... (laughs) Foreboding and a Gemini, just like us. (laughs) Um, It was originally a former hotel for, like, a very fancy hotel for businessmen and social elite. And the lobby alone cost over a million dollars. Damn. And then, like, a year later, the Great Depression hit. Five (laughs) years later. So it had a good run, kind of. And then uh, by the 50s, over 10,000 people were homeless within a four-mile radius of the Cecil Hotel. That so, not- no one was going there. No. <laughs> um, now it's seen, like, the area surrounding the hotel is pretty much in disrepair, and it's becoming an area that is, it's basically becoming an, an addition to Skid Row. Uh, okay. So, not a great place. Yeah. And it's now seen as, like, a flop house, essentially, the... It used to be really beautiful, and now it's just known as being incredibly haunted. And it shuts down often because nobody's willing to work there. And, and then oh, they try God. to reopen it, and then it just shuts down again. Because it changed names, right? Yeah, I'll get there. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, currently, so far, at least 16 confirmed deaths are in this hotel that oh, are non-natural. God. That doesn't include, like, natural deaths.
0: Oh, my God. I don't know. Wait, how many people died there naturally? That seems... I don't
2: have that number. Okay. Um, So this was also the inspiration for season five of American Horror Story, The Hotel. Really?
0: Yep. And. Is that one that's already out or no? Yes. I'm sorry. I don't watch scary things. This was like four seasons ago. I'm a big baby. (laughs) Wait,
2: really? Season five, yeah. Oh, okay. So um, I'm just going to start rattling off the deaths. Let's do it. You know, something fun and light. So, in 1929, a woman was taken to the hospital because for three days she was wandering around the hotel and she told them that her husband had suddenly died and she didn't know what to do, so she tried to poison herself and it didn't work, so she was just aimlessly wandering around. Oh, no. And then she died. Oh, no. You know, it just took longer. In 1931, there was a guy named W.K. Norton and he checked into the Cecil under the name James Willis. And he was found dead in his room after ingesting poison capsules. And he is the earliest known suicide to happen on the property. Oof. Um, in 1932, a maid found Benjamin, who was 25, Benjamin Dodick. And he died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the oh, head. God. In 33, there was a guy who was fatally pinned against the hotel by a large truck. <gasps> which is. Yeah, oh yeah, drink. I'm like, why? We didn't I'm say so anything c- about <laughs> trucks. I don't even hear oh it anymore no. when she gasps. No so. I know, me neither. In 1934, uh, Lewis Borden was found dead in his room at the Cecil after he slashed his own throat with a razor. What the um, fuck, <laughs> Sorry. In 1937, uh, a woman named Grace fell from the ninth-story window, and her fall was broken by telephone wires that wrapped around her as she fell. Like, she landed on them, and oh. then she got stuck in them. Wait, she died that way? Yeah. Oh.
0: yeah I, I don't know zapped. if she got zapped. <laughs> no, I mean, I want to know, That's a too. That's question. Yeah, I want to know, too. I'm I confused. don't know if she got zapped, but I did see the picture. Because you think, oh, she got caught in wires, like, she'll
2: survive. There's a picture which I did not show. Um, but Thank she, God. She... Why? (laughs) So I goes why, though? (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Why, though? Um, Well, basically, she landed in the middle of, like, a series of telephone wires, so she's kind of hanging
0: on it. All right. Why would you ask that?
2: Why would I act it but not show the picture? (laughs) I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) That wasn't tasteful. So... Um, That's the second slogan of our podcast. I'm sorry, (laughs) that wasn't tasteful.
2: In 37, Grace... Nope, that's the telephone girl. In 1938, Roy Thompson, who was 35, he jumped from Cecil's top floor and was found on the skylight of a neighboring building.
0: Which is a far jump. I mean, I'm trying to picture that. It's not pretty.
2: No. In 1939, a guy named
0: Erwin Neblett, he... uh, I'm sorry, Rewind. Irwin Neblet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't
2: tasteful. It was cool. the thirties. I'm trying to defend you, I'm
0: like, it was the thirties. You know. I mean the names in my story are ridiculous too. I've already told you about that, so so
2: um Irwin.
0: Right, Irwin, yeah, my friend. Okay. Yeah. He was
2: he was found dead in his room after ingesting poison.
0: Oh, why do people keep doing that? In 1940,
2: a year later, a woman named Dorothy also ingested poison in the hotel and died. Oh so, like, God. a lot of people are dying. Um, so, here's, here's the next little slides. Anyone know a game called And That's Why We Draw? Yeah!
0: Okay. Not everyone. That wasn't... I saw some people with blank stares. Oh, just... They've already shut <laughs> down. They're blank like, stairs. I'm not... I don't like this. They're like, why
2: did my friend bring me here? <laughs> So for every story that we do, we find three little prompts in our stories that would make no sense, and you can't figure out what story we're talking about. It's just a random blurb in our story that we put out, and we hope that you guys will submit us drawings of what you think we're talking about. And then we pick our favorites, and that's how uh, this works. So the first part of my story that has a little prompt is called A Woman Who Is Way Too Polite, and this was the winner.
0: What does this say?
2: It Can't says read it. keep
0: up the good work. You're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> That's me if someone killed me. <laughs> For sure. It's like, ooh,
2: did I am I am I screaming too loud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're I got blood so on your good at
0: this. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yes. So, uh, the I reason got blood on your clothes. The uh. reason that this was a prompt in the story is because in 1944, there was a woman named Dorothy who was 19 and she was sharing a room with a shoe salesman named Ben Levine.
3: Mm-hmm,
2: me And too. <laughs> she, What a strange... Well, right, tell me if you're like this at all, too. Um, she was unaware that she was pregnant. <laughs> oh, let's hope not. Cheers! <laughs> <laughs> and she went into labor and did not want to disturb him while oh, he's sleeping. Oh, Jesus, no. And so she went to the bathroom to give birth to the baby, and then it wasn't crying at first, so she thought the baby was dead, so she threw <gasps> the baby out the window. So you're not like her. Don't look at me like that.
0: I'm sorry. But also,
2: let's talk about how polite she was because someone was sleeping and she gave birth. She wasn't polite
0: to that baby, though. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I get where you're coming from.
2: All right, moving on. In 1947, um, Robert Smith died after jumping from one of Cecil's seventh floor windows. And also in 1947, the Black Dahlia was last seen alive. In Boy. the Cecil Hotel. Um, she went missing on January 9th and was found January 15th. And her, sorry guys, tortured and naked body was sheared in half at the midsection and left in Limerick Park. That is the most silent you guys have ever been. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Her body was found completely drained of blood and she was posed very intricately.
0: Okay. I so, did this story, didn't I? Yes. Like, way back in the beginning. Way yonder, yeah. Everyone's like, yeah. And I'm like, I don't even remember. (laughs) I'm sure I did at some point. Well, if I didn't ask, like, oh, do you want to give us a little, like,
2: blurb about it? No, I don't, because I don't know
0: really. I think I summed it up pretty well. Thank
2: you. It was horrible, yes. So in 1954, a woman named Helen jumped out of the window from her seventh floor room. Oh, my God. And landed on the marquee sign. Oh. So they didn't find her for a while, which was. Oh, she landed, like, in the. Yeah, she, like, landed behind it. No. Um, in 1962, a girl named Julia jumped from the window of the 8th floor room. Also in 1962, another woman named Pauline jumped from the window of the ninth floor and landed on a pedestrian, killing him on impact. Oh, fuck, dude. Um, the guy's name was George that she landed oh. on, and police initially thought that they had committed suicide together. However, George had his hands in his pocket and he was still wearing his shoes, which would have fallen upon impact.
0: Oh, so they thought he jumped too, but he was... And then they found out, oh no, no, she just landed on him. That's really messed up. Oh,
2: no. I feel like a broken record that people are just jumping a lot, but um, I just want to make sure
0: everyone
2: gets acknowledged. In 1964, a hotel worker discovered a woman named Pigeon Goldie.
0: (laughs) Yeah, same.
2: Um... They found her dead in her room. She had been stabbed and beaten, and the room had been <gasps> ransacked. Uh, and she had. Yeah, so that's sorry, a big I was dream. like, why? <laughs> you guys are messed up. Uh, <laughs> she earned her nickname because she fed the birds nearby in Pershing oh, Square. That's really sad. And near her body was the Dodgers cap that she always wore and a paper sack full of bird seed. Stop it. So they think she was on her way to go feed the birds. Stop it. In 1975, a still unidentified woman jumped from the 12th floor window onto the second floor roof, and so many people at this point in 1975 had jumped off the roof of the building that the next door building sued the Cecil for negligence of its guests.
0: They were like, they're tired of watching this happen. Is that what <laughs> like, they're saying? Like, I've been
2: watching this since 1924. You've got to do something. We get it,
0: you guys. So oh, it's so messed up.
2: It gets worse because 10 years later in 1985,
0: Richard Ramirez, a.k.a. the Night Stalker... Sorry, I forgot that he was even a part of this story. (laughs) You had his photo up there. It didn't even occur to me.
2: The Night Stalker lived in a room on the top floor of the hotel during his killing spree when he murdered 13 people. He chose this hotel because of its reputation, and he said because it was total unmitigated chaos... And so he could get away with being a little weird and off. A little weird, just a little tiny bit weird. Sure. Uh, he would return from killing people, and he would throw his bloody clothes in the mm. dumpster out back, and then he would walk into the hotel half naked up to his room. And because it was in such a like a, like a not so great part of town, he was kind of easily unnoticed. They're like, oh, he's just half naked. Sure.
3: So he got
2: away with it for a long time. Sure. Sure. sure and basically, yeah, I was waiting
0: for Well, that. I was kind of like, that's not a thing that I really say, unless it's warranted, but that really... I mean, it happened. That one gave it right to me. So,
2: R- Ramirez uh, seemed to have no MO about how he hurt people. His victims were men, women, and children. And he chose randomly and killed them with whatever was on handy, often after a sexual assault. Ugh. So... Um, he was influenced into this uh, mentality as a kid by his cousin who bragged about torturing people in Vietnam who, and who also shot his wife to death in front of Ramirez so if that doesn't mess you up I don't know what will seriously um, caught after a single fingerprint he ended up uh, getting found by a mob and beaten in East LA so it's like the nicest mob I've ever met you
0: know? and when they just beat him up you're saying yeah, but oh. that's a, but
2: then the police were able to catch him in the middle of the mob.
0: Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, got it. And so, here's another one. Get ready, guys. Oh man, I don't know
2: what this is gonna be, but a Disneyland nobody wants to go to. Two options because I liked them both so much.
3: <laughs> Are those black-eyed kids? Yeah. There's
2: black-eyed kids. of uh, one black-eyed kid holding Annabelle. Oh, yeah. Well, John Wayne Gacy is hanging out with Robert. Oh. Uh, and the Amityville house is in the back.
0: Oh. Uh, and then, and then, This like, one is so well done, though. Yeah, I...
2: For the sake of, like, how much effort the art... I mean, this looks like it took a long time.
0: I so was these just are from,
2: Well, I mean, look... I
0: mean, those are demonic... Things. I
2: don't know. If you look at Mrs. Potts, there's someone standing in there with her little eyes. Oh, creepy. Okay. Thank you, Michelle and Kara. Yeah, thanks for that. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. So in 1989, uh, he was convicted of 13 counts of murder, five accounts of attempted murder, 11 sexual assaults, and
0: 14 burglaries. burglaries.
1: You got it, babe. Uh, what was the
0: thing that they said earlier? Um, Good job, sweetie. Or what was the thing? Great. You're oh. doing great, sweetie. Uh, thank you. I said, you got it, babe. It's close enough. I don't know. Blaze is right there. <laughs> so is Allison.
2: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So basically, he got convicted of a whole lot of things, and he was sentenced to death by the gas chamber, oh, and his fuck. reply in court was, no big deal. Death always comes with the
3: territory.
0: I'll see you in Disneyland. Uh, yeah, that is a Disneyland I don't want to go to. I was wondering where the fuck this would come into the story. <laughs> Well, there it was aye, aye, aye.
2: So in 1991 I know this sounds Very true crime But I promise Ghosts show up I just want to give you A full good point. history good, good good. I heard point. it And I was like People are probably Wondering what's going on um, Okay so in 1991 Serial killer Jack Underweger Remember him? He's Austrian Or oh. German I don't remember He's Austrian He stayed at the hotel For five weeks While he was An investigative journalist
0: Yeah He was Covering his own murders That's one of my Favorite stories to cover So he he was murdering people and then fucking, like, he he was was murdering sex workers and then, like, would report on them, right?
2: And he would report on them in a way that, like, he was, like, confusing the cops to tell them to go to different areas. Yes, because he he was, like, so close to the investigation. It was so fucked. Yeah. So he was actually the murderer and writing articles covering his own case. And he murdered three sex workers in the hotel by strangling them with their own bras. Oh, God. The final event, which I will talk about, is probably the most famous. In 2013, Elisa Lamb yes. was found inside one of the water supply tanks on the hotel roof after missing for three weeks. And they only found her because uh, the guests were complaining about low water pressure and that the water tasted funny. <laughs>
0: yelp and i uh i looked at the remember when i did this story i went on yelp and looked at like people's reviews at that point and they would post photos of the water it's not good it's not good you guys it's not good it's not pretty Mm -mm. so
2: um she's that's quite a wild card story she kind of looks possessed and she's in an elevator and pressing a lot of buttons and talking to someone who's not there and hiding behind corners Elevator game. She played the elevator game, our favorite. Climbed into a water tank. It was a whole thing. And she, a lot of people say that there's a lot of parallels to her and the Black Dahlia because each were women in their 20s traveling alone to L.A. from San Diego. They were last seen in that hotel and both went missing for several weeks before being found uh, dead under very specific circumstances. So... Now we're done with the history. We can get into the. How does it now. feel to
0: do the, the true crime where you're like, oh no? One I felt this weird because I didn't realize
2: how much true crime there was. And yeah, it's not easy it's to make not, people laugh when you're talking about it's, your it. it's a very sensitive line. You're we like you're always it's a walking with the true crime.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So um, so basically since then it's been rebranded as a hotel called Stay on
0: Main and no one will let them have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, okay. It's every a Cecil every hotel. podcast I've listened to covering them is like, don't let them fool you. They're still the Cecil Hotel.
2: And the owner wants to turn us. it into a boutique hotel with, like, rental apartments in it. And right. I don't think that's going to work for them work.
0: Because we won't let it, apparently. Yeah. So, okay. Now we can get to the ghost. it looks cool, though. It looks very It looks, it very looks fancy. Nice. So fancy. So fancy. So creepy. you guys want
2: to, t- like, hang out? Yeah, or? we're having a conversation. <laughs> Will you please keep it down? <laughs> so, uh, it's known as the most haunted hotel in L.A., and people see I'm just going to jump right into it do it um, people see the apparition of Black Dahlia at the bar Ugh. people have also had their drinks spilled on themselves without them holding the drink like it just gets <laughs> that's just an excuse like a cat knocks it over that's like oops someone else did that it was a ghost it's usually after people have seen the Black Dahlia alright shadow so they assume it might be her um, people are afraid to use the basement floor because they have seen shadow people chase them Ugh. They have felt arms grab them when they're walking alone. Someone will sit on your bed while you try to sleep. (laughs) There have been screams and crying from rooms where people were murdered. The faucets in the shower heads will turn on by themselves and when you go in to check, they won't be on but then when you're about to leave, they'll turn on while you're there. Just to be like, you weren't wrong, they were wrong the whole time. Um, There's the sound of pacing in your room and then pacing in the room's closet. Oh, that's messed up. You can hear knocking coming from inside the closet. People have heard the hangers in the closet moving by themselves. Mm -mm. There are knocks on the door and nobody will be out there, but if you look out the peephole, it'll still knock. Ew! (laughs) That took me a second, but no, thank you. Um, Hotel guests wake up to someone tugging their bedsheets. And they'll hear growls in their ears. Ugh. They will have dreams where they feel a shadow person attacking them and then they'll wake up and see something on them before it vanishes. No, I don't really enjoy that. People have also lost their stuff in, from their baggage and then they find it like in the elevator. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs>
0: Or the weirdest thing that I've like, read... like, I swear about brought my floss.
3: <laughs> nope.
0: <laughs> I don't know why floss is the one thing that comes to mind, but...
2: The weird thing is that people have lost items in other people's rooms and vice versa, so they have to knock on each other's doors and give them What? Help. Wait. Like, they'll just lose it. How do it. they know
0: it's in the other person's room? Well, the person
2: that I read this story from, they were all like on a family trip. Oh. Can you imagine a family
0: trip to the Cecil Hotel? <laughs> so they're like, your floss ended up in my room, is what you're saying.
2: Floors 7 and 8 um, apparently feel very uncomfortable and you feel someone breathing on your neck when you walk through the halls. Um, the sounds of windows... There's the sound of windows opening or the door leading to roof access heard opening when they're both
0: locked shut. So they oh, shouldn't which is where Lisa Lynn was found, which is kind of fucking creepy. Yeah. yeah. And
2: its I think the windows opening by themselves is like they're reliving like right
0: before they jumped. Oh. Yeah. Bummer. Um... Bummer. Bummer. I don't know. I mean, bummer and a half,
2: really. People have been heard, uh, or people have heard what they think are other people singing and humming and whistling, and then they try to approach them, and then there's nobody there, and then they'll get pushed down to the ground, and they'll hear it barking. Ugh. And uh, people have heard talking in rooms when they were empty when they checked, and the sound of guests in a vacant room. And then they have also heard people singing in their showers. <laughs> and then gone and no one was in the shower.
0: Oh, that's messed up.
2: Several people have also seen someone sleeping in their bed. One person said he moved the blanket. Oh, thank you.
0: I'll wait. I was finishing <laughs> finishing this class and I was like I bet you Eva's gonna go tell someone to read. <laughs> Guys can we give a round of applause to Eva? <clears throat> also the
2: Hollywood improv has just been so good to us they forever. Re- I, don't I mean know. they gave I don't us eat- several milkshakes like I get to choose. They gave us so many
0: milkshakes. It's great. It's the best. Anyway.
2: Thank you everybody. Anyway let me know when you're ready. Give me a minute. No I'm ready. Just down the hatch. Everyone's watching.
0: Bye, Christine. Bye. See you later. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. Let's <laughs> Um.
2: Okay, where were we? Oh, yeah. Wow, they're the best. So, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, here's, the, here's, here's a good one. So people have seen other people sleeping in their beds and then go to knock them over and then the blankets collapse. Ew, so they're like, who is that? And then it just vanishes.
0: Yeah. Uh-uh.
2: Doors have opened and luggage has been uh, taken out and then, like, folded on the bed. Like, uh, well, that's kind of nice, though. <laughs>
3: what no? if you're, like,
0: about to leave? Okay. Like, you've checked I out. Mean, I mean, I don't are, like, ever fold my, like, clothes before I... Well, that's okay, true. you're right. I mean, I wouldn't... Hate it, but I also wouldn't know how to feel. I feel like it's that passive-aggressive roommate where you're like, I want to be mad, but like you also clean my room without asking, Like, should I be happy or mad? I don't know.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's happened to me a million times. So.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's I not. don't know!
2: Um, so there's also a spirit that um, while you're sleeping, he will try to hug you. <laughs> that's really not cool. It seems not cool. Then part of you thinks it's kind of sweet, that, no, like they just know No, then part of, part of you so. is like, oh shit, because from the hug, then they try to hold you down and tickle you.
0: Okay, F. So. Nobody thinks that that's sweet. <laughs> so violently tickling. Let's let's get into it. Oh, that. we gotta draw, and that's why we draw. <laughs> better <to> tickle tickle. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Tis but a tickle wound. Indeed.
2: So um, one guest said that (laughs) uh, this being uh, violently tickled her feet, held her ankle down so her foot couldn't get away, and tickled her until she felt like her skin was being scratched off. None of
0: that is... That's hell. That's true. No, that is my
2: nightmare. That is, like, actual torture. A normal human being could try to tickle my foot, and I would hate that. No, yeah, that's messed up. There's
0: nothing cute or sweet about that.
2: Um, People have also heard, like, a whispering chuckle. Like, I don't know what that means, but I'm assuming it's, like, a... Like, something... (laughs) Sorry, what was that? (laughs) Like, a panting. Like, I imagine bad breaths involved.
0: But so, like, while they're being tickled, or, like, separately? Like, while they're being tickled.
2: No, no, like this oh, is like a whole separate thing. I imagine oh. at least once it's happened combined, which is just the worst. Uh, that's what I was thinking. Uh uh-uh. uh. Um, some people have also felt uh, their hair getting played with. Cute. One person felt to get yanked. Um, some have felt tugs on their clothes and even being pinched. Uh, there has been women's perfume that has followed people throughout the hotel. Lights in rooms will go on after you've turned them off or go off after you turn them on. Basically, like whatever you don't want, you get. Right, cute. Oh, right? and also a ghost. And also that. Um, many people have seen shadow figures in their rooms. Same with the cleaning staff. They will feel that there's a dark presence in there and that something's following them everywhere and every now and then they'll turn around and after they've just cleaned the room, it's a total mess again.
0: That's just mean. That's just really to be like, mean. yeah, I was here. That's very rude.
2: Sometimes at night, uh, people hear someone screaming outside of the building, as if they're jumping. Oh! So there's been a lot of false calls the in the past about, like I think someone Someone's, just jumped right, and no right, one did. Right, 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 right. Um, the and the elevator that Elisa Lamb was supposed was in supposedly feels very dark, and many are afraid to ride the elevators alone. I would. I mean, me too. Yeah. So, there aren't many pictures documented of spirits, but in 2014, a year after the Elisa Lamb story, there was one kid who was looking at the building and felt really weird about one window, felt like it was, like, staring at him, Mm-mm. and so we took a picture of the window, and the picture, like, made, literally made the news, like, was on TV, what? because it looks like there is a woman walking on the outer landing, on the outside of like the on building. on the ledge? Ah! So, if you can It looks like she's climbing out the, the window. The blue part looks like a shoulder, and then you can see like the arm, and you can see a head on top. It just looks like she's walking. She's like climbing out of the ledge, like on yeah. the ledge. She's yeah. like just as if there were a balcony there. Oh, no. Um. So, it made the news. And I mean, that's the only picture that they currently have of any ugh, spirits. Ugh. So, out of all of this, I wanted to leave on a. On a light note, so there is one. Great. Can you believe it? So there's <laughs> one soul out there who has had a great time at the Cecil Hotel. <laughs> who is it? You? No. Oh, it's okay. someone we love. Is it Zach Bagel Bates? It's not Zach. Ba- it's oh, not Zach Bagel Bates. I got really excited. Last year on our trip to Cecil Hotel. Oh, was it Gio? Baby
3: Gio! <laughs> I was joking. And at
2: the Cecil Hotel, he enjoyed his very first puppuccino.
0: Oh my God, my baby!
2: Look, like, he's involved in that. He's like no that one talked to me. That was his first
0: puppuccino. My he had a good time. Boy. Anyway, I can't you have that photo. How are you accepting to tell a story now? I'm really thrown off by this. Well, you're
2: gonna figure it out, cause that's the end of mine. <laughs> <laughs> You want to go back?
0: Yeah. So sweet. My sweet boy. He's... Oh, my sweet baboo. Sweet
2: babu. <laughs> Um I don't know what Christine's story is, so Christine's story.
1: <laughs> Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18-store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm
0: in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you
1: use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. And That's Why We Drink is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website
0: platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With Squarespace it's easy to create
1: a beautiful website all on your terms. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. I don't know this for a fact, but it's my opinion that there is no easier way to build a website than
0: Squarespace because of this drag and drop technology. It gets better every year and it is just you when you think it can't get any better and easier, it does. I've been using Squarespace <laughs> since 2017. Um, And in that time, they have just proven themselves to be the best and easiest way
1: to make a website. So anytime I make a website for any reason, that's where I go. When you're ready to get started, you can use one of Squarespace's professional website templates with designs for every category. And then you can customize it. You can customize the look, add new content, add features
0: to fit your unique needs. It's just a great spot to have a landing page for you, for your business, for whatever it is you're trying to market or showcase. Squarespace is the best platform to use, in my opinion. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I, I just hate that like you do yours and I'm like so invested. You mean in I it. nail it? Yes. You oh, wow. nail it, you kill it, you destroy it. And then it's my turn and I'm like, great. Now M gets to sit back and not have to worry. And now I have to suddenly be on my shit. <laughs>
3: so
0: look at me try. This is the story of a man named William Desmond Taylor. So does anyone know who Oh, that is? okay. I really didn't think anyone would know what that was, and I—I I mean, 99% of the room does not. So, okay, cool, good. Um, so this story takes place around the same time, like the oh, good idea, do that. Cool. This story takes place in Hollywood in the early 1900s. Um, this is our pal. His He's name's, a pal. He's not an enemy. No, he's our pal. His okay. name's William Desmond Taylor. Right. Um, and so at the time, the movie industry was starting to take off. Hollywood was like, you know, building itself. Um, and this guy, William Desmond Taylor, his career was taking off. Uh, he directed his first film called The Awakening in 1914 and went on to direct more than 50 films um, for what is now known as a little something called Paramount Studios. Oh, that guy. Yeah. So at the yeah. time, he was like a big wig um, in Hollywood. He was even made president of the Motion Picture Directors Association and was called the, quote, most dangerous man in cinema history for riding a horse at full gallop across a rope bridge as part of his role as Captain Alvarez in a film. So, (laughs) hold on. What a specific Bear with me, bear with me. This is where I got my first and that's why we draw. So if you could hit next for horse. Okay, hold on, everybody, let me explain. I said he rode his horse across a bridge and it was like full s- gallop full gallop super dangerous and then I was like how do I put that in words and I wrote horse bridge which really isn't technically you should have typed in full gallop I full guess. gallop uh, maybe yeah. maybe so this is what I got for horse bridge um, it's some horses playing bridge <laughs> 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 it's bridge night for some horses and one's in a wheelchair. It's a very inclusive
2: group, of horse Bridge. It is, and you know, I assume she has her skirt on, but not a shirt, and that's great. I mean, yeah, it's we're free. great. <laughs> we're all free here.
0: <laughs> exactly. And um, I really. What? I... <laughs> <laughs> what is. What is. Can you taste some additional alcohol? Yeah, I'll taste it.
3: Okay.
2: This is oh, a, a regular game we play. This is my dream job. <laughs> Are we solid? So I can't tell. You'll just pass it around.
0: I don't know. There might be foods in there. I can't tell. Is there, is foods there, there food, is? food in there? I mean, I'm going to drink it. <laughs> this
2: might be a good Whoa! night for everyone. It's going to get real weird.
0: It's very good. and it tastes like sugar, you should just drink it. I mean,
2: Try it. I mean, I'm also, I'm, I'm a virgin to the alcohol. So I feel like if I taste it, I'll be like,
0: oh, like, you know. Okay, taste it. Let me know.
2: Oh, that's great. No, I think it's. <laughs> oh, I don't know if it's alcoholic. We'll I think find, it's pineapple juice. We'll I think find out, out in that.
0: probably twenty minutes. Um, <laughs> okay, right. So Horsebridge. Okay, cool. Um, so moving on. Yes. So this is our guy, um, William Desmond Taylor. So this takes place on the morning of February second, nineteen twenty-two, which, by the way, is two 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 I, two. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Your lucky number. It's not good though. Sorry. Oh. So, 2222 two, 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 uh takes place in Westlake Park, which used to be a really affluent uh, part of LA, but isn't really anymore. Um, it's currently so this took place on Alvarado Street and Maryland Street, which is now a Dollar Tree. Um, I looked on Google Maps to find out. There's also a Ross there in case someone needs to go shopping. Um, it's about six miles east of here. Um, so at 7:30 in the morning, at the time it was like a super affluent, like very nice part of town. Um, At 7.30 in the morning, Taylor's valet arrives at his usual time to make him breakfast, which... Listen, don't get me started. His valet? Yeah. Like the guy who drives his car? No, no, no. So he had a chauffeur who drives the car. The valet shows up to, like, make the breakfast and, like, make sure he gets to where he needs to go on time. Like, kind of, like, assisted him. Oh, I see. You know. Okay. Eva, make me breakfast. Eva, be my valet. (laughs) So, da 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 it's 7.30 in the morning. Okay, guy shows up to make him breakfast. He enters the apartment, and he sees the feet of his boss on the ground, walks around the corner, and sees Taylor's body lying face up with blood around his mouth, and just loses his goddamn mind and starts screaming and, like, running through the complex. So he's acting, like... Like, he should. Yes, okay. exactly. Like, goes batshit crazy screaming. And I only say this because some people are like, well, maybe he was involved. And I was like, I don't know. It seems like he lost his goddamn mind, so I don't... Guys, if we die and Eva's, was, like, wasn't. cool with it, like, maybe Something's look around.
2: Up.
0: Something's up. Eva, now you know. You gotta scream. Scream a lot. So, basically, everyone he lived with in this complex was also, like, a big wig Hollywood type because it was, like, a very fancy area. Um, so all of these people, of course, like early, like 1920s fashion, just like show up and like gather in his apartment before the police get there. So there's just like what? 10, there's like 40 people in this apartment just kind of like, oh, what's going on here? You know, like not like paying any mind to like, oh, uh, there's a dead body crime scene. Right. Exactly. Got it. Um so the crowd gathers, um a guy a man walks up and he's like, I'm a doctor and he looks at the guy at Taylor and he goes, Oh, he's had a stomach hemorrhage. And the doctor was never seen again, um, probably due to embarrassment because when the police got there, they turned the body over and he had been shot in the back. Whoa! And it had gone through his back and exited on the other side. So the guy just was like full of shit. Um so he never showed his face again. But anyway, point being this This guy, Taylor, this executive, had been um, basically shot in his own apartment. So uh, it wasn't a robbery because investigators found his wallet, which had $78 in cash, which by the way, today is like $1,100, a lot of money in cash. Okay, how much was it then? Uh, $78. Wow, that's all. I a know, chair, right? Jump. Okay. Um, and he had like a silver cigarette case, diamond ring, like all the stuff that was super valuable in his house was still there. So um, they were like, it's probably not a robbery. Uh, they determined that his time of death was the evening before around 8 p.m. And he was 49 years old, which I only mentioned because 49 is my lucky number and 22 two, is like, your lucky this number. That's a good this lucky a, story. Something's <laughs> wrong. That's all. Um, so, police arrive around 8 a.m. Around 8.40, they determine, like, the death was not natural causes like that guy thought. It was clearly he had been shot. And they believe he had been, his arms had been up, and they believe that he had been shot during a hug. Like, during a hug, someone oh, had shot no. him, like, from behind.
2: That's the side. Isn't that the
0: most messed up
2: thing? Yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything funny to say. No,
0: please don't try. That's just so
2: sad. Yeah, it's
0: really sad. So they thought he was mid embrace, and someone pulled a shot, pulled a gun and shot him mid hug with a thirty-eight caliber bullet. Uh, and police also found a pink, like silk garment representing a night or resembling a nightgown um, in one of his drawers. So they were like, hmm, maybe there was like a woman involved. Like you never know if it was like jealousy or whatever. So, obviously, this place is suddenly full of photographers and reporters, and all these people are showing up, and no one is, like, cordoning off this crime scene. Um, And another important tidbit, before the police uh, or reporters even showed up, uh, this guy, the Paramount studio manager, Charles Aiton, visited the crime scene, just casually, and removed a ton of evidence from the apartment, Oh Uh,
3: literally
0: in an attempt to minimize the scandal and they just were like, we're not going to do anything about it. Um, Sorry. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, he just showed up and like messed with the crime scene and they were like, well, let's hope it's just, you know, not a big deal.
2: Hopefully it was just little evidence. Yeah.
0: And uh, some people think he even placed false evidence, including the like nightgown. And one rumor said that... um, he was caught burning papers and other evidence oh. uh, with other executives before the police can investigate. Which brings us to my second, and that's why we draw, which is uh, a Hollywood bonfire. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, and this is by McKenna, and it's a Hollywood bonfire. Someone's burning the letters of the Hollywood sign, and it says,
2: "How will people know this is Hollywood now?"
0: Yeah, how will they know? Fair. And then one person says, "Regret." Don't <laughs> <laughs> So I thought this is <laughs> someone's burning the Hollywood sign. Love so it. they did. Be, they did believe that some of them burned some of the evidence. Um, ba, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are we? Oh, uh, not yet. All right. So one theory was that Taylor was actually gay, and that this was being covered up by <laughs> M. <M's> Space. <laughs> My ears perked up. I was like, "Oh, let's hear it." <laughs> one theory. Oh God, I have so much wine in front of me. Hold on. This is truly the life. This is great. My life's so good. So. One of the theories was that uh, Taylor might have been gay and they were trying to cover it up. And so they were like placed the evidence of the silky nightgown and were like burning maybe evidence that like he was a homosexual and making him look straight. Right. (laughs) Got it. For the sake of Hollywood. (laughs) Got it. But that's just one theory and it wasn't really backed up by anything. Um, So moving on. The detective sergeant at the time, Edward King, believed Paramount was taking measures to keep their movie stars silent, even though some of them had important information to the case, so whether that was that he was gay or whether that was, like, anything else, like, he had relationships with anybody, they were trying to, like, minimize the scandal and, like, keep Hollywood, you know, clean of that shit. Um, You know, like it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh da-da-da. Okay, there were some big names associated with his career at this point, though, which makes sense as to why they were kind of trying to get themselves involved. And one of those people was a comedy star named Mabel Normand. So that's the next picture. There she is. Oh, she! What looks, a babe! Yeah, she's she looks gorgeous.
2: Luxurious. She's a luxurious commodity. She looks
0: like Linda in the '30s. Like <laughs> my mom would have had she that. She does look hat. like Linda. Yeah, she does. So Mabel uh, was actually the last person to see Taylor alive, and uh, she left his apartment at 7.45 p.m. the night of the murder, and was driven home by her chauffeur, not her valet. Not her valet. Easily confused. (laughs) Uh, um, And this is where we get into the suspects of this story. So things get fucking weird here, so please just bear with me and let me have one drink. Please hold. Everybody take a drink, please. (laughs) Ah, oh. elevator music. Wait, that's so good. Let's add that to the drinking game. Oh, elevator music. Okay, thank you. Okay. Um, I don't know. So, around 8 p.m. that night, the night that he was killed, uh, his neighbors, actor Douglas McLean and his wife Faith, say they heard a sound that could have been a gunshot, but they thought maybe it was a car backfiring, and the same noise was heard by the apartment manager. Uh, but everyone kind of wrote it off. And Faith McLean looked out the window and spotted a man leaving Taylor's apartment and was kind of like watching it to see what was going on. Super nosy. Right. I mean, that would have been me as a neighbor. Yes, completely. I get it. I'm not going to judge her. I know. We would totally be doing that. We probably do do that. Um, (laughs) So she couldn't see his face, but she saw he was clean-shaven, white, about 5'9", dressed in dark clothing and a cap, and said he was, quote, dressed like my idea of a motion picture burglar. (laughs) Whatever the fuck that means. Love it. So the man turns and sees her looking at him. But instead of like panicking or running away, or whatever, he turns back into the apartment, walks back in as if he had forgotten something, walks back out, turns to her, flashes a smile. Who? I know. And then just walks away down an alley. So she's like, What the fuck was that, right? So <laughs> yeah. around 815, like 15 minutes later, um, uh, Taylor's chauffeur moves his car into the garage. When he goes to drop off the keys, he's knocking at the door. Nobody answers. And the lights are on. So he's like, I don't know, maybe he fell asleep with the lights on. Like, it's super weird. And police uh, later decided that, that he had been, actually been dead at that point. So he had been dead somewhere between that 8 p.m. and like 8.15 p.m. time period, basically. Right. And the next morning, police actually found six cigarette butts in the alley behind Taylor's and the McLean's apartments. Um, and strangely enough two men later testified that they were at a nearby gas station when an unknown man, no, two unknown men, sorry, nope, two men testified hold on, let me figure out who's who two men testified, Eva, edit this out okay (laughs) I figured it out, I said it right the first time and then I confused myself two men testified they were at a nearby gas station when an unknown man asked them where William Desmond Taylor lived and they were like, oh, well, sir, he lives on this road at this address. And I'm like, why would you do that? But whatever. <laughs> so the man that they described was similar to the description that Faith McLean saw out of her window. So basically, they think that same man had asked people around 6 PM, hey, where does this guy live? And then showed up mm. later that evening at his apartment. I hear you. So, at Taylor's life and career at this point, remember, we're in 1922. So, turns out at the end of 1921, Taylor had been receiving mysterious and unnerving phone calls with no one on the other end of the line. Ugh. Super fishy. And then on December 4th, 1921, Taylor's home was robbed and his jewelry and special cigarettes <laughs> were stolen.
1: Special. <laughs> special
0: cigarettes mean they had golden tips. They weren't like funny cigarettes with like... <laughs> <laughs> marijuana in them. Silly, they weren't silly. No. They didn't have any marijuana. Real deal. They were just plain nicotine with a gold tip. Got it. Just to clarify. Uh, on December 27th of that year, 1921, uh, Taylor received a package at his home. It was very strange. and um, Was it package, a cigarette? It was some funny <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> the package contained a pawn slip for the jewelry that had been stolen from his home. And someone had pawned them, and it had the note. (laughs) Are you ready for this? Quote, so sorry to inconvenience you, even temporarily. Which I'm like, okay, people back then were just so polite. (laughs) It's like, oh, sorry I fucking robbed you of thousands of dollars. (laughs) Also, observe the lesson of the fourth sale of assets a Merry Christmas and a Happy and Prosperous New Year. Prosperous. So, please, sorry I stole all your money. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that was a weird package she received. So let's get into the suspect. So remember Mabel, this lady right here. Um, so Mabel herself, um, she was the last person to have seen Taylor alive. And some say she was he was madly in love with her, but it was unreciprocated. And she denied it herself. But investigators found a locket in Taylor's possession that had her photo in it engraved with the words, to my dearest. So like, ooh, who knows? Uh, she also admitted that she and Taylor had exchanged letters, although those were missing when investigators searched uh, Taylor's apartment. So they're probably part of the bonfire. They th- they think that the yes, exactly that the Hollywood executives had like taken them out of the apartment, um, but they started being called the blessed baby letters.
3: <laughs>
0: Why? Because that was like the pet name that he gave her was Blessed Baby. Listen, here's the thing that I recommend to you. I googled Blessed Baby. Don't do that. Because what happened is now I get a lot of Facebook ads for onesies that are like hashtag blessed. It's not good. It's not good. Um, And some people believe that the paramount guy like took the letters when he visited the crime scene and that there was something maybe but she even said later like people can read them like there was nothing bad about them so who knows um it turns out that mabel actually had a heavy drug dependency at the time and was part of the drug epidemic that had taken over pretty much all of hollywood she had a very heavy cocaine dependence and taylor himself was extremely anti-drug and was like trying really hard to help mabel fight her addiction (laughs) And he had supposedly, like, even met with federal prosecutors shortly before his death, and had said he would help, like, um, find the people who were selling her drugs and, like, bring them down. So some people believe that uh, the suppliers had, like, hired a contract killer to take him out. as like, we know you're trying to take us down, and like, you okay. know, fuck you. <laughs> so that's a possibility. Okay. So, another major suspect was a good guy, not really, uh, named Edward Sands. So, if we could hit next on the photos. There he is. So, Edward Sands had been Taylor's valet and cook. Valet and and cook? Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, valet, not the driver. The chauffeur is the driver. I heard valet
2: and chauffeur, and I was like, wait, they are different things I thought. No, 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 no. I got you. Come
0: on in.
3: Sorry.
2: Um...
0: Yes, he was a Valiant Cook until seven months before Taylor's death. And when Taylor was in Europe, Sands actually was forging Taylor's name on checks and stole more than $5,000 from him, which was a shit ton of money in like the 20s. Um, and so basically, he had been like fired and was in big trouble. And he had also taken jewelry and clothing before disappearing. And he had been convicted for embezzlement, forgery. And he was actually. Um, convicted for serial desertion from the Navy. So, like, he's bad news bears. Like, he's just not good news. Bad things are happening with this dude. <laughs> um, and interestingly enough, Sands had also been snooping around in Taylor's past before stealing from him. So they found out that this guy, his valet or whatever, had been, like, going through his personal files and, like, taking personal information. Um, and remember that package that... Uh, Taylor had received on December 27th so remember how it had a pawn slip in it from the stuff that was stolen from his own house so the pawn slip was signed with the name William Dean Tanner instead of um, William Desmond Taylor so William Dean Tanner which as the investigation would reveal was William Desmond Taylor's real name Ooh. and he was not who he said he was oh boy Yep. Oh so, boy. the package suggests that the thief, possibly this guy, Sans, knew of Taylor's real identity and was using it to taunt him. Mm, so, are you guys ready for the Oh, there's a moth. <laughs> are you Are you guys ready for the biggest twist in this whole story? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah. "No, please help." I'm like, "What is it?" Okay. So, turns out Taylor had had a secret family that he had abandoned several years before, who had no idea where he was, and he had just fucking left them on the East Coast and moved away and become a big Hollywood big shot. Wow. <laughs> no. Yep. 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 And whoever had stolen the, uh, his jewelry and stuff and and pawned it. Uh, potentially knew of his real identity and was using it to taunt him by like signing his real name mm-hmm. on like the pawn slip and then mailing it to him. Got it. Um, so he basically, okay, the investigators started to dig into his past, and they learned that Taylor had actually been born in county. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Y'all. I gotta drink this time.
2: I'm so overwhelmed.
1: Did, did you guys see, ever say I
2: love you, man? And like Paul Rudd's high, and he's like, Why are there so many chairs in this hotel room? I feel like that with these drinks. I'm uh, like,
0: I don't know where to go. Please tip your servers, cause they're very good to me.
2: Okay. <laughs> oh, there's the moth. Oh, he's in my milkshake. Yeah, Christine, that's your milkshake. Thanks. You're welcome. So,
0: the twist. you wrap at the twist. I just need an excuse to them. <laughs> Okay, so they started to dig into his past, right? Yes. And they found out that uh, Taylor had actually been born in County Carlo, Ireland in 1872. And in 1890, after college, he left for a dude ranch in Kansas. Which sounds weird, but apparently there was a trend where some Anglo-Irish and English gentry would send their sons to the United States to become quote gentlemen farmers. Oh, that's so nice. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, as you do. In Kansas, rather than fall in love with farming, Taylor fell in love with acting and moved to New York, where he met and married a woman named Ethel May Hamilton, before having a daughter together in 1903. And he was known as very social. He was part of a yacht club. He was having affairs with many women. Yeah.
2: The Hollywood dream.
0: Yeah, he was a heavy drinker and was heavily depressed. Oh. Same. <laughs> Sorry everyone.
2: <laughs> Let's all drink to depression.
0: Correct. Correct, amen. Yes. On October 23rd, 1908, at the age of 36, Taylor abruptly vanished. He's leaving gone? Leaving his wife and daughter behind. Oh, right. No clue where, the, where he went. They thought maybe he died. They thought maybe he had committed suicide. Nobody knew where the hell he went. Um, and not much was known of those years following his disappearance, except that now we know he traveled through Canada, Alaska, and the Northwest United States mining gold. Oh, until he changed his name and reestablished himself as an actor-producer in Los Angeles. So this is where it gets fucking bonkers.
3: Uh,
0: no, it was super normal until now. <laughs> Surprise! Taylor's family didn't know what had happened to him. They thought maybe he had uh, succumbed to suicide. They weren't sure what happened to him. Until one day, uh, Ethel took her daughter to the movies. They go to the movies, and the movie begins. And um, well, that's that's him on screen as oh, that's a so awkward. main character. So can you hit next on the thing? So surprise, it's your husband. I didn't know how else to. There he is. <laughs> Drew this. Danny drew this for us, and uh, she said uh, she didn't have her 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 uh, paint on her, so she had to draw it with Crayola crayons. And I was like, it's pretty goddamn impressive. And I just like that the stripper, like, their hair fell off, the wig fell off. I just think it's very well done. So surprise, it's your husband. This looks like us at the Chippendales show. Yeah, I'm the one in the green shirt. yeah that's my eyes yep 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 blaze wants to kill me so that's uh that's the one surprise surprise it's your husband so that's how she literally found out her husband was A still alive and B like a super famous and wealthy guy like it's just so fucked up yeah, I would be pissed that he like didn't come
2: get us afterwards or anything. Completely, he, he like, like he, nah.
0: This was like a, over a decade later. He just fucking disappeared. Yeah, it's really messed up. And she had um, in 1912 like gotten a divorce, like the divorce finalized, and it was a lot of work back then, you know, because you had to like prove everything. Okay, point being, it's fucked up. So I like how they saw a full one and they're like, mm, that's gonna it's not go. Not enough. <laughs> I have to pee, too. Oh, not good news. Wow, well, that wine's
2: gonna... Someone goes, same.
0: Yep. (laughs) So, police thought this guy, Sands, right? So, the the valet who stole all the shit from his house and knew his full name and, like, all this background information on him, they were like, oh, he's a good suspect, right? I see the moth you're watching. I'm listening. He's a good suspect. It's more interesting than my story. I get it. Uh, So, they thought Sands might have been, like, the key suspect, so, guess what they did? What? Oh, look at you go. I'm trying to catch up What with if you? that does have rum in it? Truly, you'll be it'll fucked. be a sight for everyone. Everyone's going to be like, oh, no. And I'm going to be like, oh, no. would be fun though? What if at every show we just like pretended you got drunk? That would be, qu- you know, everyone would have a good time, wouldn't they? It would be a great time
2: for Except me, especially. me. Well, no, I wouldn't be drunk, actually. We'd be fine.
0: Okay, 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 We're okay. We're thinking too hard about this. I'm just going to keep drinking this. Keep I know. Going. I'm drawing everybody into our brainstorming sessions. Okay. <laughs> so, buh, okay. Guess how they tried to get Sands. So, the valet guy. They were like, he might be the one. Guess how they tried to get him back to LA hmm. to testify? They were like, oh, guess what? They're, here, we found this woman who used to date him. What if we have her be all like sexy and like mess like message him quote unquote like send him <laughs> you know letters like slide into his DMs. <laughs> slide into his fucking DMs in like slow-mo version of like, let's write him a letter with the post office. Um, and maybe he'll show up. Guess what? What? Did it work? He didn't show up. Aww. No. There he was like, I'm not fucking stupid. Okay. <laughs> So he didn't fall for it. He was never seen again. So they were like, "Well, let's see who else could be possibly responsible." Like, they sorry, didn't... is there a cricket? Yeah, that's like the worst thing to hear on stage. Apparently, I'm
2: really fucking boring. Sorry. <laughs> He's like, "Come on, bring it." <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't chirping during my story. I'll tell you that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: I just know already. Love you. Mean it. Love you. Mean it. I just know Blaze in the audience now. I'm like, fuck, now I gotta go home. Like, comfort Christine. Love you. Mean it. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm just drunk. I, I never I thought M would use that excuse, and now here we are. <laughs> Great. Now you finally get it. So, whatever. Let's move on to the next. <laughs> let's move on to the next suspect, okay? Yeah. We're back in Hollywood, and there's this lady. If you could hit next for me, please, thank yeah. you. Oh, she looks nice. She's a hot tamale. So, her, her name is Mary Miles Min- Minter. Minter. She is a former child star and teen screen idol, kind of like... um. What's her name who was in um, uh, the one you, sh- the show you brought up earlier today? Montana, Hannah Montana. Oh. Yeah. yeah, Miley Cyrus, that's the one. Oh God, yeah. I'm 8,000, 000- I'm a grandfather, okay. <laughs> so Mary Miles Minter, she's a former child star and basically Taylor had kind of like helped her build her whole career up. Like she grew up as an actress under his like tutelage basically. And um, it was rumored that she was in love with Taylor. It's not rumored. It's, like, true fact. She was in love with him, but he was kind of like, dude, I'm too old. Like, I'm old enough to be your father. Which, incidentally, she's, like, the same age as his daughter that he abandoned back in the day. Oh. Just saying. But he was very much like, dude, no, I'm, like, I'm not interested. Like, I'm old enough to be your father. I'm just trying to, like, tutor you, etc., etc." However, they did find love letters from her to him in his apartment after his death, and some did believe that maybe a relationship began between 49 year old Taylor and 19 year old uh, Minter when Ew. she was 17. So he was 47 oh, no. and she was 17. Um, however, most people believe that the love was unrequited and that Taylor said he was too old for her and wasn't Good girl. interested. So. It's very unclear, but, like, most people, like, a lot of the, like, very um, gossipy newspapers kind of release, like, oh, look at this, like, crazy drama. But, like, it's pretty well documented that he was, like, no, like, I'm not interested. So, who knows, but we can hope. We can dream and we can hope. Um, One of the letters that they found in his apartment read, quote. (laughs) Oh, God. What? Dearest. Wait. Wait. What? This is one I'm going to send to you soon. Ready? As long as you don't call me Blessed Baby, I'm I'm good. It's not much better, but it's like <laughs> a little bit better, maybe. Dearest. Yeah, I'm, ready. I'm ready. I love you, I love you, I love you. X, 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 X. Yours always, Mary. Okay? Uh-huh. So well. that's all right, all right. Sure. And then um, they found some letters from Mary that were written in cryptogram code, which uh, were written in secret code, secret secret diagrams and codes that no one could decipher. And then they deciphered them very easily. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it turns out it was just her saying, like, I want to spend the rest of my life, like, sitting by the fire with you and kissing your lips. Like, Ooh. it was just very, like... <laughs> like an Instagram caption that nobody yeah. wants. It was very like a girl crush like a teenage crush like there was nothing any like there's nothing like lurid or like right super weird about it. It was just like just oh, I just want to spend the rest of my life holding your hand, but it was written in like weird cryptogram code <laughs> um that makes it fun though At least there's, like a guess little, what a twist guess what what this series gets even fucking weirder. stop it, Christine so. Turns out that the relationship between them was even more sinister than they seemed, because remember that man that that woman Faith saw leaving the apartment? And he his yes, back and he was like smile at her. Right. Yeah. So some believe that this wasn't a man at all, but it was actually Minter's mother, Charlotte Shelby. That's Charlotte the twist Shelby. I've been waiting for. Yes. Can you hit next on the photo? Oh, yeah. There she is. So when police looked into Shelby, uh, Charlotte Shelby, they found that she was a manipulative, overbearing stage mother mm. who was described as, quote, you're gonna love this, consumed by wanton greed. As some like to say, wanton greed. I mean, and by some, I mean M. Um, consumed by wonton greed. Over her daughter's career. All right. Yeah. That sounds like a wonton to me. Yeah. She was quite a wonton, I'll tell you what. So she had actually wanted to be an actress herself, but had never been able to do it. So instead, she lived vicariously through her daughter, which, like, I mean, any TLC show will tell you that that's how that works. Basically, <laughs> um, she's my mom. What, what, what? she's my mom. It's her mom? What? It's no. her mom. Yeah, it is your mother, yes. <laughs> Wait, it's like that like, surprise, it's your husband. Like, surprise. It's surprise, your mother, it's your mother. Woohoo! Um, so it turns out Mary's real name was Juliet, but her mother forced her to steal the identity of her dead cousin. <laughs> What? Because she wanted her to, like, be old enough to act when she was, like, a little child. So she made her, like, steal the name and identity of her dead cousin to, like, be old enough to act and, like, be... Ew. I know, it's fucked up. Wow, okay. So she, uh, Charlotte Shelby, was allegedly outraged by the possible relationship between her daughter Mary and um, Taylor. So she reportedly... Um, thought that like Mary's career was being threatened and was trying to get in any possible you know get in the way of any possible um, thing that could ruin her like reputation or whatever Um, and it is reported that she and Taylor actually had several disagreements in person and she had actually threatened to kill Taylor if he ever got close to Mary again Um, not good and one of the most compelling pieces of circumstantial evidence uh, was her gun, which was a rare 38 caliber pistol and some unique bullets that just so happened to match the bullets that well, that'll killed do it. Taylor. that'll yeah, do it. Yeah, not good. Um, and she reportedly threw the pistol the second the information went public about like her gun
1: like, matching.
0: She threw it <laughs> that oh. it, into a Louisiana bayou. Ah. So, like, yeah. With class. With class, like, Like meh! Southern class. Meh! Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, Several people who've studied the case, including a lot of authors who've, like, written books about this, uh, believe that she is the most likely culprit, and Mary herself, the daughter who was in love with Taylor, uh, even accused her mother of the murder in later years, saying, quote, my mother killed everything I ever loved. I mean, she was also super dramatic, but Yeah. It sounds like a Fall Out Boy lyric. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna say it doesn't. <laughs> uh, so as far as the theory goes, either Mary showed up to the apartment, hugged him saying, some people think like, she hugged him saying like, "Listen, I forgive you, like this is an olive, olive branch and like hugged him and then shot him, mm. remember? Like with the, yeah, yeah, yeah. from his, behind his back and a faked, fake act of forgiveness. Or she hired a contract killer to shoot him, which, again, like, um, remember that woman saw, like, a man leaving the apartment, and she said he looked, like, almost like he was wearing costume makeup. Yeah. And so some people think that she was dressed up as a man. um, and was And was kind of, like, covering. And that's why she kind of looked at her and, like, made it known that she was there. Right. Got it. Um, It's also important to note that the district attorney at the time was actually close with Shelby, and perhaps even her lover. It's not clear. Hmm. So that could explain why she may have gotten away with the murder. Obviously. And despite a number of confessions, including one from an actress named Margaret Gibson on her deathbed, which uh, she was never linked to the murder case, but she just like admitted that she murdered him. And it, it is a little fishy. Okay. I yeah. don't know. Just, just, just take that for what it is. Uh, William Desmond Taylor's murder was never solved. And his murder did inspire some changes in Hollywood. So while sex and drugs had been fueling the industry up to this point, uh, after his murder there was an outcry and the pendulum kind of swung in the opposite direction and people, like the conservative side of, uh, you know, politics and social status kind of took over and they started selling this kind of like crude version of Hollywood or people like, there was one example like, um, this couple had a movie scene and they had to put it... They hung a sheet in the room before they went to bed. What? Because, like, they wanted to make sure everyone knew they weren't in the same... Oh, my. You know, I mean, so it kind of swung in the opposite direction for better or for worse. Um, and studios started selling or added adding morality clauses into their contracts as a Ooh. way to keep things, like, above board. To be like, if you break this morality clause, like, you're fucked and you're out of here. <laughs> And so that is the story of um, William Desmond Taylor. And um, I want to add real quick that I found a horoscope. A horoscope. So here's the thing: I don't know who the hell killed him because it was—it's still unknown. It's okay. still an unsolved mystery, right? Sure. But here's the thing: Charlotte Shelby, the stage mom, mm-hmm. who you know, she's a Scorpio, so I had to <laughs> know. It. no comment I had to do it I had to do it okay. I had to pick one and I was like well she's a Scorpio let's just do it and also I think <laughs> well obviously I, th- I think the story about her is like pretty compelling yeah like the- she seems to be m- the most likely the evidence against her is pretty compelling and a lot of like authors that have written books about this have like figured her as a suspe- as the main like got it suspect so let's do it makes sense here is the Scorpio horoscope for the week. And also, baby G's, thank you. Oh, take a drink. Daddy. I would drink, but I really have to pee, so I'll do it afterward. <clears throat> Look out for conflict this week. Is someone in your family moving too slowly for you right now? Today, you should feel free to take control. They have a lot of faith in your judgment, and it is likely they have been waiting for you to tell them what to do all along. Both of you can feel a part of this new phase in your relationship, even though you're, even though you are the one leading it in a new direction. So don't worry about taking too much power. Now that you're aware of your own motivations, you can conquer everything in your
1: path. So you should do it.
0: And she did it. your your rum drink and I'll grab my two wines. Oh,
2: no. Wait, we can never actually ever clink and it sounds good. <gasps> wait, do oh, by oh, the mic. Wait. wait Hold on. This okay. is literally what it's like in, in Cheers.
0: Cheers. And that's what we drink. And. <laughs> okay. and And no, but how do we do it? I forget. And that's why we